and energy that when harnessed can deliver you more options. That's what we're talking about today on the Infinite Energy Podcast, and it is unlocking the energy of optimism. Hi, we're sisters Kay and Shai, and we're the hosts of the Infinite Energy Podcast. We believe that everyone has the power to live a more energized, optimistic, and fulfilling life. In every episode, we share tips and techniques for harnessing your own power and creating the life you deserve. Get ready to ignite and discover the limitless power of Infinite Infinite Energy. is right. The energy of optimism here on the Infinite Energy podcast. Now, one of the things we love about this energy is that our mentor, Dr. Joseph McClendon III, says that the energy of optimism brings you options. I love the energy of optimism and hopefully you do too. Chances are, if you're watching us, you probably have a little bit of optimistic bones in your body because we are naturally optimistic and optimism and optimistic output has been shown to be something that many folks are naturally born with. But for those who aren't naturally born with it and for those who are, we're going to talk about some ways to strengthen optimism today, some benefits of of optimism and what it can mean for your life. But as always, We can't start off or go any further without understanding what the heck this word even means. So let's get into our definition of the day. All right, the definition of optimism that we have for you, it is a noun, is hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. So we're talking about hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. So meaning that you're carrying a sense of anticipation that maybe something good is on the other side of whatever it is you're going through. Right. It's the feeling of positive anticipation. And and if we take it all the way back to its Latin root of optimum, which means best thing, we can see that it's just hoping for the best thing, right? What is the optimum outcome? Optimism is the idea of cultivating that as an energy, as an attitude, so that you can be feeling confident and excited in that positive expectancy towards what's coming in the future. Now, it can be really easy to fall into a trap of only thinking about the worst case scenario. I mean, raise your hand if you've ever gotten yourself into the trap of thinking about only the worst case scenario. I know I have. In fact, actually, I think I was probably in that trap earlier today. Like this is a spiral that the human condition is made of going down these worst case scenario rabbit holes. Right. But optimism is the power to pull ourselves out of that and to find hope for the future outcome. And hopefully it's something that you desire. Hopefully it is because the the reality is none of us actually know what's going to happen in the next moment and in the next week and in the next month and in the next rest of your life. And so why not choose the energy of positive expectancy now because it makes right now more enjoyable and it helps your brain see more options, as we brought up earlier, about uh, about possibilities and avenues to get what you want. And it turns out that people who are optimistic often find ways to achieve what they're looking for more often than those who are pessimistic. Right. The, the influence that you have over the present moment happens on the six inches in between your ears. I love that you brought that forward, Shiloh, that optimism helps your present moment be more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just 
center down here for a moment. Like, do you ever find yourself in a challenging space where it's hard to stay present? Or maybe you have an issue in your life that is distracting you to the point where you are finding that you can't find joy inside the moment. Now, optimism and carrying that hope, that positive anticipation for some form of outcome can be something that we can lean on maybe in those times when we're finding it difficult to be here now. Well, think about it. When you are feeling low and humdrum and just kind of pouty and sloth-like like we all do, right? How is your energy level during that time? Would you say that you're just pumping and coursing and throbbing with energy to go out and do, create things and take action and and, and take, make your life happen? Probably not. I, I've never met anyone who's both been very apathetic and lazy feeling and also feeling really driven, right? Those don't, they aren't congruent. So what we know that our energy levels are lower when we are feeling pessimistic and negative. So optimism is a great way to to raise our energy levels. And it's one of those things that when we physically raise our energy levels, it allows us to be more optimistic. And when we're more optimistic, it allows our physical energies to raise. So we can touch this dial on either way, but it's a helpful dial to be aware of. You know, I'm so glad that you talked about that, Shai, because that sounds like an infinite energy loop, right? Mm -hmm. You create a little bit of that energy of optimism, that hopeful anticipation. You combine it with some physical energy and some physical stimulation, and you're able to allow those two things to fuel each other. You know, a quick fun tip for you, especially for you ladies out there, because uh, dancing is such a fun form of expression for a feminine energy. One uh, way of joy and cultivating optimism that I found recently is finding joy in dancing my heart out in front of the mirror in between saying my affirmations. Now, this might sound a little bit crazy, but the combination of the cultivating of the anticipation of the positive future, that giving of myself those affirmations, that love to my own self, while also being in that peak physical state, the combination of the two things creates an infinite, haha, infinitely more powerful uh, uh, result for me in the end. Right. We see this already being employed in sports, maybe not in the affirmations plus dancing in the mirror. Right. But we think about we're physically working hard and then we're having all of the football players uh, do a chant together. Right. They're doing column response type things. We're saying things out loud. What are we going to do when? Right. What are we going to do? The enemy crush them. We're, we're using so like chanting during boot camp in the military. Exactly, like, uh, right. We're, we're creating huh. that energy loop where we're, we're being able to affect our attitude with our physical bodies and we're able to use our physical bodies to affect our attitude. And it's this beautiful way that things can develop. That's what Kay and I like to call the and vantage. You've heard about that before on this podcast. And today we're talking about optimism, which again is one of those things that I know has been something we've relied on quite heavily in our lives. You know, I want to just park really quick on that military bit, because if you think about it, like in a boot camp environment where uh, extreme physical activity is happening and then they're making people chant and say things aloud, that is neuroencoding, right? This That is them uh, encoding their brains while their brains in an, are in a more receptive space. And you know that the military knows that, right? That's why they do it. It's intentional and it's effective. And so we can use any form of influence tactic for manipulation, or we can use it to influence for good. And in this case, we're able to maybe turn these influence tactics on our own darn selves and use them to cultivate and create more positive experiences and ultimately more positive outcomes for our lives. And when we influence for good, we influence with integrity. That's called leadership. And that's what's helping change the world. One person, one decision, one moment at a time. So we know there's lots of benefits 
to optimism, uh, to optimistic thinking, right? To positive thinking. What does that, what does that mean? What does that look like, right? We're talking about that outlook on possibilities. You heard us use that before, that ability to say what else could be as answer in this situation? What else could be a resource? Who are other people who have experienced something like this? Getting really creative and flexible in our thinking opens us up to those possibilities of just allowing our mind a little bit more flexibility and fluidity to find an answer that might be a little bit out of the box. One of our favorite authors, Marie Forleo, encapsulates this well in her concept that everything is figure outable. Everything has a way. There is an option. There is a way through. There's always a solution. And you've likely, if you've been here on the Infinite Energy podcast before, you've likely heard this little trick, but something that you can use in moments where maybe you're feeling less than optimistic. It is a four word sentence that you can mantra to yourself that can allow you to start opening up for more creative thinking. And it's the question, what can I do? Even if it's small actions, when you feel like your back is against a wall and your front is against a door and there's nowhere for you to go, start asking yourself, what can I do? And chances are you'll find a window, right? Another forward question we love is what do I like, right? Asking yourself these simple questions allows your brain to get out of that negative loop of just, come on, we've all been there, right? You're stuck on thinking something bad and you can't get off of it. I've had many a shower ruined from a nasty thought just getting stuck (laughs) in my head. And then the whole time I'm just obsessing over whatever this is. And so being able to pull ourselves out of that can be such a helpful piece because we know the more time we spend in an energetic space of looking for opportunities, of looking for ways to figure things out, of making connections, the better we get at it and the more uh, a positive impact we have on the world. I'm so glad, Chai, that you talked a little bit about how we're able to build this and, and that over time we get better because what we're talking about here is that optimism is a habit, which for some of you are like, boo, it's a habit, which means I have to build it. But hopefully for some of you, you're like, yay. If you want to cultivate more optimism, then you know that there is a structure. There is a tried and true way for you to do just that through the power of habit building. We're going to talk about a little bit more of the science of optimism and how you can build more of it in your life in the next segment. One of our proudest business accomplishments is what we've been able to do with Squeeze In Franchising. The Squeeze In is a breakfast lunch restaurant featuring the best omelets on the planet, and it's been around for almost 50 years, and now you can have a Squeeze In in your community. We've seen how this business transformed our families, and now we are so excited to offer this to families around the country to see how this little restaurant might change their family and their community. If you're wondering how to set up your adult children for legacy and success through a small business, then the Squeeze In is an option we urge you to consider. Come find out more about Squeeze In Franchising at squeezein.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. So 
as we talk about optimism, it's obvious that it has many diverse benefits in our life, from our mental well-being to the strength of our relationships to our own current enjoyment of the here and now. There's many benefits of optimism. So now we're probably asking, what does optimism look like in action? And what's the science behind it? That's what we want to unpack with you right now. Now, one of the coolest things about optimism is that not only does it give you those positive neurochemicals like serotonin and dopamine, optimism is actually a way for you to build your capacity for being able to intake dopamine and serotonin, which means if for some reason you are the type of person who is more prone to being depressed or you feel like you don't have the capacity to be happy or to be joyful, or sometimes it feels like maybe there's a lid on those emotions for you, well, optimism can actually help you to build that capacity. Now, what does this mean? Science has found that those who have heightened optimism in their lives also have heightened dopaminergic response, which perceive positive events and anticipated rewards as even more rewarding than those who are reported as less optimistic optimistic, and it increases their motivation and positive energy toward challenging tasks. Right. So we're not talking about the kind of optimism that's like, rah, rah, everything's going to be fine. Right. Like that's not the, the that's energetic toxic positivity. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the energetic signature we're looking for. We're looking for that, for that blend almost of realism and optimism where you say, yeah, this is a challenge. And I know there's a way around it. I know we're strong enough to come through it. I know I've come through things like this before. I know that there are others who I can count on in a time like this, right? So it's it's going from that closed thinking to that open thinking. And so rather than that toxic positivity of rah-rah, you're hearing the brain science behind that. Now, again, wanting to acknowledge all of us are born on some kind of natural spectrum of where our personality is going to hit in terms of a positive outlook, uh, uh, maybe a more realistic outlook, a negative outlook. Some of us are mismatchers. We see things right away that are mismatching and, and we need those kinds of people in the world. So, so looking to build optimism as it congruently is for your expression and what that means. But wherever you are on that spectrum, you're able to build it just with a little bit of consciousness, intention, attention, and doing some of the things that will build the habit, like practicing it daily and looking for those opportunities to turn some of that negative or pessimistic thinking into optimistic thinking. Building that habit of optimism simply means that your rewards will end up feeling more rewarding in the end. So you're able to cultivate this along the way. So let's talk a little bit about what it looks like in action. How do we actually cultivate optimism? What is it that we do? What does it look like when optimism is at play? Now, the first thing is that you oftentimes hear optimistic people using positive framing. Optimistic individuals tend to frame their communication in a positive light. Now, again, we're not talking about toxic positivity or Pollyanna thinking where we're ignoring the facts, the reality, or the truth of a situation, but this is about thinking as much on the bright side as you can, or at least seeing options for a way forward versus only seeing dead ends. Optimism in action also looks like active listening. You'll see those who are labeled as optimistic are often those who are the most empathetic, the most able to connect with others, the most able to draw others in and get them to agree to solution finding, right? To arm linking, to compromise. It takes someone who can be uh, able to connect with others. And so when we are an active listener, this is one of the easiest and fastest ways to connect with others is to take genuine interest in them, to understand what their perspective is from their 
their view, from their experiences thus far, and then find ways to maybe even draw out some of their expertise that they might not even know is there. Optimistic individuals also carry a non-judgmental attitude. You'll find these types of people offering an open hand and an open ear with that active listening to the people that they communicate with. Now, not only to those they communicate with, but even when they are communicating about others to themselves, bringing forward a non-judgmental attitude and trying their best to see things from other people's perspectives. This allows, again, for that optimism to bring forward the options, allowing people to show up as they are, not as necessarily you or the person on the other end wants them to be. Another feature of optimistic individuals is that they have a problem solving orientation. It really means they focus on solutions. It doesn't say they ignore problems. It says they have a problem solving orientation, right? And that's an important differentiator to make because all of us have to acknowledge the problems. The optimistic individual will acknowledge them and then move to solution seeking in likely a faster and more efficient way and usually in a less emotional way as well, right? When we're so emotionally invested, when our identity feels tied up in something and things get murky and challenges come along, it can be really hard for us to stay on task of staying solutions oriented, of shifting into looking for solutions, of being optimistic because there's a lot more emotional murky water that comes along with that. But doing our best to be problem solving oriented, getting out of that, acknowledging the problem, understanding where it is, and then moving into the solving as quickly as possible. Being able to be in the problem solving mode also takes us into out of being, as Shyla mentioned, uh, carried away by that emotional wave, which also gives us the opportunity to stay in a space of emotional support. And this is another way that optimistic people show up for others, emotionally supporting others when they are having difficult and troubled times. Now, oftentimes when optimistic people are going through challenges, they are the uh, the one of the few or the, the few, you know, few among the many who are in the optimistic frame of mind and others will generally look to them for that support and that positivity because if someone else can't see a way out and, and another person can, they have the opportunity to lead, to influence and do it with integrity in a way that may help to ultimately solve the problem. Optimism in action also sounds and looks like positive reinforcement. People who are using their words and their expressions to reinforce the behaviors from others and the outcomes in their environment that they want to see. And this seems like a no-brainer, but it is for most folks the default to only vocalize when something is going wrong. Parents out there, you know what I'm talking about. It's easiest to engage with your kids when they're doing something you disagree with, right? They That necessitates your engagement. What, what about when they're playing quietly or doing something nicely? We don't tend to want to engage with that. But if we were in the mode of positive reinforcement, we might mention to them, I love how you're coloring on your own right now. Way to occupy your time and find something creative to do, right? We are reinforcing the behaviors we want to see. Optimistic individuals do that as well as express appreciation and gratitude on the regular. You know who optimistic people... Uh, uh, positively reinforce the most 
their own dang selves. Hello, hello. Always on that inner dialogue, checking themselves for those positive outcomes and the things that they can find that help to cultivate that optimistic thinking long term. Now, finally, one of the ways that we see optimism in action is through an attitude of open mindedness. Now, our mentor, Paul Martinelli, likes to talk about the difference between open mindedness and tolerance. And one of the best ways that I have ever had open mindedness described to me is that the idea of when you are bringing yourself forward to a new idea, ask yourself the question, am I being tolerant to the idea? Am I just existing next to it? Or am I truly being open minded to the concepts that are being brought forward? Remaining open minded means that you're allowing whatever water it is that you're engaging to sink a little bit into your soil. Now, it may be that you say, I don't want to engage anymore in that and you choose something different, but not simply staying tolerant to something, but truthfully open minded to maybe taking on a new perspective or taking on a new way of thinking. And you just think about from that individual perspective, you as an individual, would you rather be accepted by a tolerating group or an open-minded group, right? You want to be with a group that's going to be inclusive to you and inclusivity is primarily driven by open-mindedness. We hope you'll stay tuned for the final segment. We're going to look at a few stories of folks who have used optimism to overcome some incredible odds, as well as a few more tips on how you can build optimism in your life. Stay tuned. We're talking leadership this week, and one of the organizations we are so proud to be at the helm of is the Neuroencoding Institute. We got to co-found the Neuroencoding Institute alongside Dr. Joseph McClendon III, amazing, world-renowned neuropsychologist and incredible mentor and teacher. If you're at all interested in learning more about what the Neuroencoding Institute does and what it can do for you, please visit neuroencoding.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. If you've made it this far into today's episode, we have a special sister request for you. Will you pretty, pretty, pretty please go subscribe, like this podcast, leave a review for us, help us get even more visibility. We are so grateful for the hundreds of you that tune in each week, and we would love to see your feedback. Please, as well, if you want to join us in our email list, get some weekly updates, be sure to go to kandshy.com, join our Sister Circle newsletter. We look forward to having you there. We're optimistic that we'll see you on the inside of that group. And thanks for being along with us as we talk about this energy and a few human family members who have done some incredible things. The first story to bring you is the story of Bethany Hamilton. You may recall her story. She is the professional surfer who lost her left arm in a shark attack at the age of 13, having two nearly uh, 13 year olds. I can tell you that would be incredibly traumatic. But here's the amazing part. Despite this life altering event, Hamilton maintained an incredibly positive outlook and refused to let it hinder her passion for surfing. Through her determination, optimism, and unwavering positive energy, she not only returned to competitive sporting, surfing, 
but also achieved remarkable success, becoming an inspiration to many. Let's talk about it like you've got to have a deep level of optimism to be able to go through something that dramatic at that age and still have such a love for the sport and for the industry to come back and do it at the at a professional level and a competitive level. Bethany Hamilton, we celebrate you. Right. Even and even beyond, she doesn't only it she doesn't only go into Paralympics, right? She loses an arm and she comes back and she goes absolute national champion yep. surfer, like way to go. And then has spoken on national platforms as well. She's such an inspiration and talks often about how that optimism was a fuel for her in, in dedicating her life to the positive outcome, to the positive anticipation. I mean, what and what could have been ultimately a setback and what could have been of an excuse, right? No one would have blamed her for never, ever, ever surfing again. Would you? I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have surfed again if a shark bit my arm off. I would never go back in the ocean again. But like here she is so focused on the positive outcome, so set in the anticipation that something beautiful is on the other side of this for her that she continues to get back in the water even still today. Right. Let's think about what that Latin root word of optimum best thing. She just kept staying focused on the best thing. What could be the the, the best thing that could come out of this? What would be the best thing, right? The best thing would be for me to come back to what I love, to inspire others and to demonstrate that you can go through something like that and still compete at the regular level at the top. All right. Our next story is Muhammad Yunus. He is an economist and social entrepreneur who founded Grameen Bank, a microfinance organization. Yunus believed in the power of microcredit to alleviate poverty and empower individuals. His optimistic vision and positive energy led to the development of a groundbreaking model that has positively impacted the lives of millions of people worldwide. We love hearing stories of young entrepreneurs who see a more positive future and begin to make change. You know, Shai, oftentimes you talk about how when we want to make change or we see an option for the future that's more positive than the outcomes we have today, that the best way we can do that is from the inside. And that's exactly what Muhammad has done. Right. And love this story too. Like you might not understand exactly what was just painted for you, but what you need to know is that the majority of the world that is suffering from poverty is on a level that you and I don't understand, right? We all understand a relative poverty to where we live, but if you're listening to this, you're not the kind of poverty we're talking about, no matter where you fall on the spectrum. On a global scale, the poverty level is is astonishing and far much lower than, than you and I might think. All of that to say, microfinance, being able to finance an entrepreneur in a third world country that is able to use a couple or $300 to start up their their small time business or to install their little wa water filter is literally saving lives, empowering people like you hear the word millions, but through microfinance, we know this is how we have the biggest impact on globally poor communities and, and to have done this at this level through the hoops you have to jump through through some of these governments is truly impressive and we should celebrate this level of optimism. Our final optimism uh, example for you today is that of Misty Copeland. Now, love her so much, you've likely heard her story, but Misty Copeland is a renowned ballet dancer. She overcame numerous challenges to achieve success. She started ballet at a relatively late age. She didn't start until she was in high school and to facing obstacles 
obstacles related to both the fact that she's black and her body type. She was very muscular having come from gymnastics, but Copeland maintained a positive attitude and an unwavering belief all along in her abilities. Her optimistic mindset and positive energy propelled her to become the first African-American female principal dancer in the American Ballet Theater. It was a huge deal. A black woman had never been the premier female dancer in the American Ballet Theater. And on the world stage, this was an even larger deal, especially for a woman of such an athletic body type. But she was is such an exceptional dancer that her talent and her optimism remained undeniable. Right. Staying focused on that optimum outcome. What's the best thing that could happen if I just stay dedicated? What's the best thing? And guess what? The best thing happened. Anybody who's not focused on or even asking the question, what's the best possible outcome here? isn't going to achieve the best possible outcome unless it's by some sheer crazy coincidence. I'm sure someone somewhere is going, well, what about that one person who was awful and won all of those things, right? We're not here to judge those things. But what we know is that when she focused on what was the best possible outcome, she was able to put that on a target and then move in that direction. So how do you put up your target? How do you cultivate this habit of optimism? Let's give a few tips here before we end out the episode, because it is so important. I know you're probably going either A, I'm really naturally optimistic already or be okay. I get it. I need to build this. Um, But these are things that can benefit all of us no matter where we fall. So the first one you've heard Kay allude to it several times is positive self talk. We know that the most important person we build relationship with is ourselves. And most of us neglect that building to a place of dilapidation. So don't be that person. Let the building of the relationship with yourself be a beautifully architected building that is full of positive self-talk and wondering and looking for what's the best thing that could happen. All right. Fun little side hack. Uh, I recently put a mirror in front of my Peloton. And now when I want to have that positive self-talk with that combined with that open physical state, um, I have that option right there and do find myself cheering myself on in the mirror quite often. So I would recommend if you have a private space and are looking to increase the amount of self-talk you do, uh, when you're in those difficult moments, it can be helpful to have a mirror around so that you can cheer yourself on. Now, the next thing you can do to to cultivate yourself some optimism is to install some form of gratitude practice, be it big or small, a journaling practice, a meal gratitude practice, a gratitude ritual every night before you go to bed when you wake up in the morning. However, you can fit in some form of regular gratitude practice will help you to ultimately expand your capacity for optimism, which as we know, expands your capacity for joy. We've talked about this concept a lot, but it's worth saying here, focus on the solutions. When you hear yourself saying, what should I do? Or thinking with the furrowed brow or hearing yourself say the word problem, hopefully that sets off an alarm bell for you inside to go ding, ding, ding. This is a chance to acknowledge a problem and shift into solutions-oriented thinking. So being solutions-focused is our is one of the best ways to cultivate optimism. Next up, surround yourself with positivity. And uh, you might think of this in regards to the people that are in your life, yes. But think about that maybe the media that you intake. Are you listening to songs that have lyrics that are uplifting? Are you engaging in podcasts? Well, you're right here right now. Congratulations, you're doing it. But maybe you 
who also have a, a, a murder mystery uh, podcast binging habit that could use some examination. So what is that intake that you have? And is it positive or negative? Being mindful of this and intaking more on the positive sides will help you to build your optimism. And Kate just used that word that we're going to underscore here, which is practice mindfulness. That's that be here now uh, secret to life that we know is so important, but so simple it can be easy to dismiss. Now, lots of the energies that we talk about on this podcast come down to these things. So we're not just building optimism when we practice these things. We're building a whole set of positive energetic signatures that help rise our raise our vibration and attract and magnetize more to us. So these things can be so helpful and and many of them are most unlocked when we're present and in the moment. So practicing being mindful, whether that's meditation for you, uh, whether that's through a, a process of visualization or some kind of routine, make sure that you fi- you're finding a way to bring yourself back into the present moment as much as you can. Remember, building optimism ultimately expands your options. And that's what your sisters want for you in the end. This podcast is all about creating the infinite energy of life and harnessing it to create the life of your dreams. This episode, as always, comes you comes at you with the most love from your sisters, Kay and Shy. Thanks, everybody. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.